We hear the stories all the time. Man gets 20 to life for deadly assault or women sentenced to 10 years for drug trafficking. More men and women are being sent to jail or prison every day, and even more are simply sitting in jails to await their trials. Why are there so many people behind bars? And what really goes on behind those iron doors? Better yet, what happens when the people get out? The only way to know is to go straight to the source. This is Justice Uncovered. Hi, everyone. This episode marks part two of the prison malpractice conversation. My guest and I will be shifting the focus slightly to his other prison experiences, as well as how they've affected him since his release. Fasten your seatbelts. Lots of insight straight ahead. Now, mind you, all the time I didn't do it. They have a program they call pre-release. Pre-release is supposed to be a program designed for people that have been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. They teach them how to get back into the life of society. Mm-hmm. How to fill out applications and look for jobs and how to deal with people and how to talk to people because my sister told me, say, when I came home, she said I was still institutionalized. I still had my mentality way of thinking like I was in prison, which is something I had to really try to work hard to shake out of. Right. But but just to think to come home now to, uh, you don't have family. Like I said, I, I was just having to be blessed and I thank God for that. But you don't have family and you come at home from doing all this time and they give you pre-release. How long do you think pre-release should be? If, if somebody, if you just say like, if you know somebody that did X amount of years and they finally have a program called pre-release to teach them how to deal back with society and they've missed over 15 to 10, 20 years of society, how long do you think that should be? It should make up for the lost time, <laughs> quite honestly. It's only 45 minutes. Minutes? 45 minutes. Wow. Like like you said, that should be at least a 45-day program or your last six months that you got before you go home, you need to take this program. And we need to help you get this only 45 minutes. And that 45 minutes, they fumble over things about how to get your social security cards back right, how to get your driver's license back right, how to... Um, they don't, like they mentioned things you need to know, like fill out an application and all this, but they're not teaching you nothing. They don't they don't show you nothing. Because mind you, when the people coming in the program, everybody got thirty days left to go home. Everybody coming to this program now, it's happy they're getting out. So now they talking to their homeboys. That program we got forty five. We only got this one hour to do what we do. People gonna come late, so that'll take it down to forty five minutes. And by the time y'all get sit settle down. So the people can tell they tell you we had a half an hour. So really pre-release now. I didn't did 22 years, and I'm, you're going to give me a 30-minute program to tell me how to deal with society. And then when you get home, from the, then when you get home, you're trying to figure it out on your own. You're in the blue. But then, like, like they say, you still institutionalized because this is your lifestyle. This is what your mind was trying to do for over 20 years. That, I don't know, society's scared of you. They fear you. They don't want to put no... They don't believe in second chance. They don't want to help you do nothing. But when you come home, you, you're not going to find no job for real that's going to make up for nothing you lost. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, don't nobody owe you nothing. Don't get that wrong. Don't nobody owe you nothing. Right. But you still want an opportunity. To, let, let me get an opportunity to get my foot back on solid ground. Right. Like, now today, I still I'm, I still haven't got the opportunity I need to get my foot back on solid ground. And I've been home going on six years. But I'm still struggling trying to get my foot on solid ground, but I don't trip on that because I didn't have nothing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just blessed to be here. I'm just blessed to be on this side of the fence. Right. 
but but I don't but I don't have nothing. But I'm not mad because I know what it's what I just left. I know the fight I had to put up within myself and and the fight I was putting up with the people to come home. I'm not about to, I'm not about to jeopardize that no more. But all that comes with, with a change of mindset. I mean, like like I say, this conversation can go both ways because, like I say, I feel with with, with the inmates coming home or the, or the men that coming home, women coming home need help, but they also have to want help. They also got to want to do better, or they got to learn to be content where they at and make the best of the situation they're in to get to where they need to be. Right. Because that's the opportunity. That's what I did. I just took what what love and knowledge and understanding I had, and which was of God. I got into school. I'm going to theology school now. And I'm steady going daily in there. And and like I said, with me having nothing, I'm making it, though. I'm not wanting for nothing. I'm surviving. I'm making it. Right. I have my own place, which is which is a lower-income housing, but I still had it because I took the right proper channels to get the things I needed. Mm-hmm. To get the help. There's help out there. You just got to go get it. But as far as the system setting you up or getting you, then come on, they're not. The system is designed to make you fail. And you're going to fail continuously if you don't change your mindset. Mm. It can go one of two ways. It can go with, yeah, the system ain't going to help you. It's designed to see you fail. But if you continuously living the same way you've been living and you don't want better and ain't trying to do better or change your mindset or the way of thinking, you're going to keep on playing right into their hands. You just keep on giving them job security. Something to do. They got a job. Right. Because that, that's all they look at. It. Just, just the nine to five. They come in there, talk to you crazy and, and the first thing you would say to them, this is my house. You're going home in, in eight hours, 12 hours. You're going home. But they come in, they try to take every angle of the situation they do not with their wife, with their kids. They want to talk to you like you less than because they mad at that. But then they turn around going home, and, and now you just sit there and put yourself in a hole because you don't know how to play chess with them. Right. And like I say, yeah, it can pretty much go both ways. But like I say, prison, prison ain't going to help you. It ain't gonna give anything. Gonna give you. Ain't gonna give you nothing. The programs they have set up, call still trying to help you. It ain't nothing. They're just something just to keep the, the government to fund prisoners. All them programs they come out. Take this program. Take this program. You might get this. Uh, and programs ain't no good for nothing. They don't teach you nothing. Hmm. It's just a program there, just so they can continue to get money to stay funded. Wow. I I'm left in awe at everything that you experience because. That is unbelievable. I mean, first with all of the medical inadequacies of the system, how they didn't even properly diagnose situations and they let situations go terribly wrong before they intervened. And then the program to help you get back into society was 45 minutes. I mean, it's some of it is just so unbelievable Yet my heart breaks because I know that this is not an uncommon story in the sense of this is unfortunately a big portion of the norm. Right, right, and and, and it's sad and too because I for one I want to do more. I want I wish I want to I wish I could do something else because actually that's that's what I, that was a few of the first courses I took chaplain ministry so I can get back into the prison. I want to work in the chapel. I want to get be able to get back in there so I can talk to these men about. Or women or children, juveniles, before they turn to the age of 18. How to change your mindset, man, because you're going to continuously lose and fall victim to this. They don't care about you. To them, like you said, just a number. They're they just looking for dollar figures on their checks. You're nothing to them. Hmm. 
they're going to treat you less than nothing. And even if you get mad and you stand up for what you know is right, if you're not willing to be that sacrifice to take that punishment, be quiet. Because they're going to make an example out of you. If you try to uprise against something that you know is wrong and they know it's supposed to be better, they're going to move you if you're not sticking together. Hmm. And the people is so scared. The system has them so scared and brainwashed that people don't speak up for what's right when they know it's wrong. Right. Because they're scared of what's going to happen. I ain't trying to go to the hole. You already in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Right. You already in the hole. What do you mean? You just going to a smaller one. So what? But if you, if you don't speak up on it, they're going to continue to do what they do. And that was my problem. I speak up too much. When I see ain't, something ain't right, I don't care. As long as my time keep running, put me in the hole. As long as I don't catch another case, put me in the hole. I didn't mind. I like solitude. I think better about myself. I get along with me. I'm always get a good answer for me. So that that, that wouldn't bother me. But you have to speak up for us, right? If you don't, you ain't going to get nothing. Right. I done watched college programs. Like after I got my GED and when I was in the feds in Allenwood, after I got my GED, I started taking college. They took the college away from the prison because inmates was not taking advantage of it. It's free. They're not even going to college. They take, they, they, they giving them back the things that they supposed to have for us. Even if it don't help, you're going to learn something. At least say you got a college degree. You got something. Barber college, take advantage of it, but they don't do that. So therefore the prison loses. Right. So like I said, go both ways. We mess it up and they mess it up. Mm -hmm. It's just a broken system all around. All the way around. As long as they keep them basketballs and, and weights in there, they cool. They ain't play basketball and lift weights all day long, but we get to my man, all right, what you going to do when you get out? You know, they got barber college over They got culinary school over there. They, they got classes. It's a job. You're getting paid to do it, but they still teach you how to fix washing machines and dryers over there. But the prison lose that because the inmates don't take advantage of it. Right. And the, like I said, it's the same way. It's the same way out here, and they're not trying to bring this up. But it's the same way out here when people be talking that Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm -hmm. When I first came home, I was an activist. I'm still an activist to a sense, but I don't. I don't do the Black Lives Matter movement. I would rather talk to the Black Lives that's killing the Black Lives. We can never look for nobody to come in from the outside and treat us with respect if we're not having respect for ourselves. Right. And that's the same way it is in the prisons. We can't get nothing from them guards, but get them guards to look at us as men and stand up as men. If they could know that they're doing some bull job and we let them get it off. Right. If we don't stand up as a unit, man, yeah, they're going to divide me. If I'm the only one talking, they put me in the hole. Now they got the rest of y'all to do what they want to do, continue doing what they want to do. They got the one troublemaker out of the way. They got the one big mouth dude out of the way. Right. So on that note, since you did mention that you were put in the whole solitary confinement because you kept speaking out, yeah. do you have a number of how long you spent in solitary or maybe an estimate? I haven't been transferred before because of uh, being in solitary. I didn't, I didn't been transferred from Lima prison back to Belmont for being in solitary when I was in the state. So, and like I said, that was about maybe a year, six months to a year, but just being in solitary just to, they got the transfers together. But I've been, I've been transferred from prison to prison in the state for, for that. In the feds, I didn't, if you don't catch another case about hurting nobody, doing it to nobody, you would sit there in the whole forever. But in the feds, as long as I did, it was probably three months. Then when my aunt died, um, I lost that. I took that pretty hard. But I stayed in the hole for about eight months. 
Yeah, because I I just wasn't ready to deal with people. Right. That every time they let me out the hole, I did something to go back to the hole. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. But, yeah. So I didn't did, like, I said, overall, I, the most time I did in the hole was probably a year. Okay. I'm trying to see how to phrase this question because, I mean, just everything. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. I don't get. I don't get offended at all. Just say what you want to say, and we'll figure out a way to get me to understand what you're saying. Okay. How do you think, or how do you see that incarceration, your time in prison, has changed you today? Because I know that you mentioned that your mindset is completely different. You left prison basically as an activist. You want to become a chaplain so you can go into the prisons and tell these people, look. You don't want to go down this path, things like that. Are are there other ways in which your time in prison has kind of changed you, whether mindset or emotionally? The best way I can try to answer that is choose your battles wisely and choose what energy you put forward towards that battle. Everything don't need a, re- a comment. Everything don't need to be fighting for. Everything don't need to be spoke upon. You have to choose your battles wisely, but make sure that the battle you choose, you have your right artillery together, I mean, your mindset right. You have to have a plan to go at what you're trying to go at. You just can't jump out there with anger. Never let anger control your thoughts. And that was my biggest downfall all through life. I always let my anger and my emotions control my thoughts. It take three seconds to make a wrong decision. I paid 22 years for it. Wow. So I say... It made me think before I react, and it made me pick my battles wisely and know what battles were fighting. And if I'm going to fight it, I have to know how I'm going to fight it. I got to know how to attack it. I love the game of chess. You have to know how to attack your battle. Right. And, and everything, every, every action deserves a reaction. That's a really powerful lesson in terms of choosing your battles wisely, not reacting to every single thing. And then what you do react to, you make sure that you're prepared for it because the backlash or even just what could result from that could be more than you're expecting. So be prepared. Now that you have been home for nearly seven years, you said, am I correct? Yes. What has your experience been like now that you're released and now that you have this notion of picking your battles how has your experience been now that you've been home? At first, when I moved down here, where I'm at now, because like I said, I'm from the East Cleveland area. Are you from Cleveland? Yes. All right, well, I'm from the East Cleveland area, but now I moved down to Wade Park. Okay. That's a big change for me, because now that's just, like I say, that's going from another prison to another prison. Ooh. So now the people down here, and the people down here now, they have their mindset, and they were doing things, and they have their own inner circle. I'm just an outsider coming into their circle. And that was, that was, that was that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like a new adjustment to a new prison. Right. But what, what helped me make it too is, like I say, pick your battles wisely. Every man going to respect the man by the way a man carries himself. Mm-hmm. If I was to came up on the same things they own with the coming up drinking with the bottles in the hand and sitting out there talking nonsense with my pants hanging down or, you know what I'm saying, or me having a pencil on my shoulder with, with a clip longer than my forearm, I'd have sat right in. Mm-hmm. But I'm not that dude. So, therefore, 
I carry myself as a man that now everybody around call me OG. What's up, OG? What's up, EC? What's up, EC, OG? You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, with that being said, that that's picking my battles wisely. And that's also like when I go into a battle, I already have my game plan and my mindset set up that if they approach me on, on, on negative, you can always kill them with positive and, and kindness. Right. I think before I speak, I'm not going to react to everything. I don't I don't care about the way a dude look at me. You know what I'm saying? Well, before, that would have been a problem with people. Why you, what's wrong with your face? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't care about how nobody look at me. Just don't touch me. Right. You can, you can look at me any way you want to. You can say what you want to say. Just don't touch me. But then when you see when you see standing yourself and you're not enthused or entertained by anything they do, you have nothing to worry about. Don't always feel like you got to fit in. People, places, and things. That will help me. Change your people, places, and things. Right. But the people that the people that didn't have no positive in your life or didn't want to see you elevate to the next level, cut them off. Even if it's family, cut them off. Don't go to the same places that you need to go to where you need to... Why go somewhere saying you're going to have a good time, but you need a pistol? Right. Don't go there, then. Don't go there. The things you do that to bring these riffraff towards you, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like I say, people, places, and things. Change it. Yeah. Just kind of always being aware, and then if it's something that's not going to build you up or have a positive impact, it's like, well, I no longer need this in my life. This has got to go. And, and and something else too that even if you do feel tempted to get into that, you have to think about what do you have to lose opposed to what they have to lose. The things that they was doing the whole time I did my penitentiary time, I come home, some of them still doing the exact same thing. Bro, you've been stagnating and you out here in the free world? You've been stagnating for 22 years, you still doing the same thing you was doing 22 years ago? Don't come home and get back into that. Because now I have something to lose. You ain't lost nothing. You standing right where I left you. Right. I done left. I got a number behind my back. I'm already in the system. All they got to do is come up with my finger, my fingerprints, and I'm going right back to prison. They run your fingerprints, you're going right back on the corner. Why? Because I have a number behind my name already. Right. So you have to, you have to, you got to think about what's more important. How, how much do you value life? How much do you value your freedom? Right. Do you think that because of how society has labeled you as an ex-felon, do you think that that affects how you see yourself? No. No? No, ma'am, not at all. No, ma'am. Like I say, everybody makes mistakes. We all made them. Right. I just got caught. They didn't. You know what I'm saying? The same thing that when I was in the county, the same people I went to high school with was now they COs. They just didn't get caught. And I know we was cutting class together doing the same thing. You just didn't get caught. I did. Right. So whatever they label me as, I don't I don't care about it. I know who I am. I know what I am. And if you take time and sit down and talk to the new me, you'll see I ain't that person. Right. So no, I don't let that label me. I'm confident in myself. That's definitely a really, really, really good thing. And I know so many people need to understand that, that just because you made a mistake, that doesn't mean that should brand you for the rest of your life because you're more than that mistake. And everybody makes mistakes, just some people got caught when they did it. Exactly. Yeah. 
And like I say, it, it takes it take three seconds to make a bad decision and cost you the rest of your life. Hmm. But if you get caught up in just that three seconds over your, your whole lifespan of years, then, yeah, you, you are what they say you are there. Because you let that three seconds define you. No matter what the rest of the years they put numbers behind your birthday, then, 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 then three seconds. Put it on the scale, what's going to happen? That three seconds of them years. So I, I can't, I can't let it outweigh me. Well, thank you, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. This has been truly impactful. I know that so many people will benefit from this. Glad I could. And anything else you want to feel free to talk about? Let me know. Yes, sir. Anything I can do, anything I can do to help promote it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. You have a good day. You as well. Thank you. It never ceases to amaze me how some people can go through a trying time full of injustice or maltreatment and come out stronger. They come out on the other side wanting to ensure that others don't experience the same thing they went through. They work to empower others and let nothing hold them back, desiring the best for everyone and seeing the world as it should be without being disillusioned by how it currently is. As my guest told his story, I was both inspired by his resilience and disappointed by the system's indifference to his and others' humanity. As a society, we need to do better. People's lives are at stake, and we can't sit idly by as people lose themselves. We must unite and fight for what's right, and then inspire others to do the same. It won't happen unless it starts with us, so let's stand and take that bold step toward justice together.